It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is part three of the Locked On Wizards podcast with Brendan from the Wizards of Gallery Place. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So this is part two of over-unders. And then also, we're going to talk about the Wizards Young core with Rui, Denny, and Corey Kispert. And then if you want to throw in Daniel Gafford in that Young core, because I think a lot of people don't include him in the Young core because he was not drafted by the Washington Wizards. So I did want to include him uh, with the Young core here. So just to piggyback off of the over-unders, we just left off with talking about Johnny Davis and Denny and Ruiz minutes. Um, so to start off the over-unders here, over-under 35% from the three-point line for Denny Abdia. Um, I'm going to go under, but I don't think by much. Um, I think he had solid mechanics coming out of the international play coming into the draft. Um, so – and I still see that with him during games. Like I'm like, how is this guy such a bad shooter? Right. So I don't know what it is, but I hope that when he's been doing his work with Drew Hanlon over the summer, that he's hopefully ironed some of those small details out that we may not be able to see. Yeah, we, uh, I know what it feels like for me to have a good shot. Naturally, I'm a good shooter, so I know what it feels like to, to mm-hmm. have a good shot. So I don't know what it feels like when the ball comes off his hands or um, – whatever else he may be dealing with that he needed to iron out. But I think he'll be better. But until he can be an average shooter, then I can't put him in that average category. So I'm going to go under, but I do think he improves from where he was at this past season for sure. Right. And Brenna, I believe you that you're a good shooter. I do want to see some highlights, but I believe that you're a good shooter. Um, so, I mean, look at look at Denny's past, you know, only two seasons. So he, th- he shot 31% in both uh, seasons. So, you know, we know he's working out with Drew Hanlon, uh, working on his three-point shot, and, you know, it's, it's, it's an improvement area for him for sure. Um, he is going to get some open shots with Bradley Bill getting double teams and Prisinger getting some double teams, so you would think he would get some open shots. Um, I did watch the game where he played against Auburn. The shot looked good. Like you said, his shot is is, is fluid. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no hits or anything like that. Right. Um, the shot is fine. I don't see any anything really wrong. With, I mean, I guess getting a little lower with the, the dip and then going up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm gonna go under two, and it's not a slight at Denny, but I just think um, for some reason he's just he, he doesn't knock it down. But I do think he'll make a leap. I would go thirty, like thirty four percent, not thirty five, yeah. but I'd probably be like thirty four point seven or something like that. What were your thoughts about the Auburn game uh, for Denny? Is this some? Would you take it as a as a measuring stick? Or would you take would you take anything from that game? Did that game move you at all to think that he's going to make a big leap, or you know, do you do you already think that he's going to make a big leap this, up, this upcoming season? Um, if he was going to make a big leap, I would not be using that game as an indicator. So mm-hmm. no, it it didn't change anything for me. Long story short, no. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Even you know with the with the dunks, you know how do you, how did you like his finishing? What did you take away from that game at all? I mean. It, Hey man, this is going to be what year? Um, year three for him, right? Year three or year year three? Yeah, so, year three. Um, kind of stuff. I expect you to to kind of be good at at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a top ten pick. 
Um, you're 6'9", you should have the length to, to finish through traffic. We, that's been a struggle for him in the past, so mm. clap for finally catching up here. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not on like some anti-Denny agenda, to be clear, but right. I'm not going to to shill a guy that hasn't really done a whole lot in the league. Like, I feel like, and we'll get into the young core later, but just as mm. like a, a pre-talk to that, like I feel like when Wizards Twitter evaluates our young players, they look at their best moments and then they think that that's what they do all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. So yes, Denny does have nice moments and he does have games where he can shoot, where he can finish, but he doesn't do it consistently enough for me. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of where I'm at with those guys. And for him to to go into a college game, and I know people can say, well, he's basically the same age as them. All right, th- that's cool, but you've had three years of NBA experience now. Like it, it's different. There's levels to it. So Mm. Um, I mean, we can go to international play all we want. Giannis drops like 50 points in international play. Um, we saw Luca, what he does in international play. Like, again, there's, there's levels. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm going to keep it PG. I'm not going to get overly excited (laughs) over, um, a game where he puts up 20 something points and has a a couple nice dunks or whatever and finishes on the fast break. Well, thank you for catching up, my friend. It's, it's about time. So take much away. Yeah. I mean, the best part is that he drew 11 fouls getting to the basket. That's something I could definitely Mm -hmm. take away. Um, The free throw shooting was good. Still predominantly going to his right hand, but I, I, I get this. I I see the vision where they're like, okay, this guy can be a steal of the draft where if you do give him primary, ball handling duties, which, you know, we'll see how much he can get with Bradley Bill on the floor and, and other guys on the floor, Will Barton, et cetera. Um, but again, you know, he, yeah. he could break out. He could have a breakout mm-hmm. here, but that to me is not any indicator that he is. Same thing with the right. workout videos. And this mm-hmm. is for anyone, by the way. This isn't for Denny in particular, but mm-hmm. I don't get excited over watching workout videos and international or off-season play or mm-hmm. – Pro and whatever they do, like it, it just it doesn't do anything for me. So yeah, you know, Kuz, my guy, my guy, Kuz put up sixty-seven in the uh, the the pro am. I forgot where it was, but yeah, he, yeah. he did that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with Denny. Um, so another over under is um, Kyle Kuzma clutch threes made. Now he made seventeen last year, which was top five. I know Mike Conley was in the top five as well, but Kyle Kuzma was super, super clutch. So, and of course, you know, to give a definition of clutch threes, it's five minutes left in the game, game is within five points, mm-hmm. or it might be, it might be two minutes. I'm sorry about that, but it, it might be either two minutes or five. I, I want to say it's two minutes left, and the game is within five points. Um, I am going to go under. And it's mm-hmm. not, again, this is kind of like going back to the Bradley Beal and Porzingis points per game thing. It's not that I don't think he can do it. I just wonder about the the opportunities and like the volume of those shots he's going to have again this year, simply just because we have more guys that the, the Wizards can use to do different things down the stretch of ball games. So I'm going to go under, but again, I, I want to make it clear. It's not a slight towards Kuzma. He's a very good clutch three-point shooter. Um, I would love if he got more opportunities like that this season, but now you would have to think that that's going to be on uh, other team scouting reports. So that's something you have to factor in as well. So I'm going to go under. Right. Yeah. Um, and he, he really had to, and no, no knock against Bradley bill. I mean, there's just some times where he's not the go-to guy in the clutch or we have gone to him and he's, you know, tripped over his feet or turned the ball over. He led the league in clutch turnovers before he was injured. Um, you know, him with some free throws sometimes down, down the stretch too. And Kyle Kuzma was just really clutch. He was the guy that, or, or they're doubling Brad and he has to give it up or, 
you know, Porzingis might be the go-to guy in the clutch too. So mm-hmm. um, that's where I would go with that too. But but Kuz is he's definitely going to hit at least ten. He's I got him hitting at least two game winners. I mean, he was ridiculously clutch for the Wizards. Was that's why you know when he's brought up in trade talks, I understand why you know because you're looking into the future and you got the contract year coming up. You know, you want to maximize his value and whatnot. But one of the big reasons why I, I'd rather keep Kuz is because of the clutch factor. You know, who are we going to go to down the stretch where Kuzma has legitimately shown you that, hey, he's a guy that has ice in his veins where you can legitimately give him the ball and he's going to knock down a shot for you or he'll be just ready to knock it down. Um, Pistons game, the Bulls game, there's the Cavaliers game in the beginning of the year as well. He hit a clutch uh, three uh, to put us ahead to win that game too. Um but I do want to get to some more over-unders here. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so we'll do two more over-unders here. So higher three-point percentage, Corey Kispert or Will Barton? <laughs> this is a tough one. You got to do the, the Jeopardy noise here, the Jeopardy song. Um, Kispert. Corey Kispert, okay. Okay. I'm going to go with Will Barton. Um, I'm going to go with the veteran here. Um, Corey, I love Corey. I love the way he played in the second half of the year. The beginning of the year definitely was concerning. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, he had some rookie growing pains where, you know, Mm -hmm. he just – he was missing some threes pretty badly. He was pretty off. Um, There was one time where he was a little rattled. He had up and down where he had to travel, where guys were close. He he just had to get used to the NBA speed. But the second half of the year was really good. He had a game where he had six threes. Yep. Uh, broke, you know, the rookie three record, you know, hit, hit over 100 threes, broke Bradley Bill's record. So um, definitely very optimistic about Corey, but I'm going to take Will. Will's a good three-point shooter. He's shown that mm-hmm. um, historically led the Nuggets in three-point shots. So I'm, I'm going to go with Will the throw for now. Um, yep. Last one with over-unders. So the over-under for the Wizards is at 35 and a half wins. Last year, I think it was around the same. The Wizards did beat the over-under last year. Uh, in the win total column, and also over under the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I'm going to go over those 35 and a half wins, provided they stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Again, even if Porzingis is banged up throughout the year, I think that they have enough to get there just between Beal Kuzma, and then hopefully everyone else develops properly. You have Monte Morris and Will Barton added to that mix. So I'm going to go over the 35 and a half wins, but I don't think that they'll – be high enough to get to the eight seed. I, I still think they're probably going to linger around nine or 10. Uh, yeah. And that's just because of how tough the East is now. Like uh, a few years ago, like three or four years ago, that could probably get you to eight or maybe even seven. Um, but now that's just not the case. So I'm going to go over the 35 and a half, but under the eight seed. Okay. 
Um, I'm definitely going to go over the 35 and a half. I think they could easily get to 40 wins. Um, they could certainly do that. As far as the eighth seed, actually have them, actually have them at the. They're really around that range, but like I said, health is so huge, mm-hmm. especially with um, with uh, with Chris Hesperzingas. I mean, that's just going to be the um, the Achilles heel for this for this team. Um, so I mean, even Beal too, and I feel like it's not talked mm-hmm. about enough, but Beal does sometimes he misses a chunk of games at a time. Oh yeah, so yeah. And he's he's definitely gotten better with that. I remember, you know, with, even with the John Wall years, he had that injury prone label. He's done so much better with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna be out. To, I'm gonna go over with the eighth seed. I'm gonna say they get the seventh seed this year. They okay. actually, um, they they get the seventh seed. And oh, I'm gonna over. I'm gonna go over on both. I'm gonna go okay. over on both. All right. So that wraps up the over unders. Now we're gonna transition to the young core, which is a polarizing topic. So this. This was a uh, mailbag question also from Aaron Judd on YouTube. He says, um, who would you rather keep out of Denny, Rui, and Corey Kispert? Personally, I feel like Rui is the only untouchable out of those three as he's as he's the most developed and will help win now over Corey Kispert. And Denny, love the podcast from Australia. What was What's your um, response to Aaron Judd? So I don't think that he's the most untouchable. And Mm -hmm. the reason I think that is because of his contract. Uh, Denny still has another year where the Wizards can control his fate. Kispert, the Wizards still have three more seasons, right? So I wouldn't say that Rui is the most untouchable. I do agree that right now he is the best basketball player of the three. But I think with how they're utilizing Rui now, he's basically just been a spot shooter. This isn't the Rui that we saw his rookie or sophomore year where – you can post him up and you can go to him on the block and he'll give you games where he has 30 something points. Like, I don't think that we're going to see that again um, just because of the guys that we have in the emergence of Kuzma. And, um, and I, I'm not trying to attack what he went through personally, but when you miss half a season, that, that, that does impact how you're viewed going forward. And it may be, unjustified or not but so i would say that he is not the most untouchable um in fact i want to say that i'd say all of them are almost on the same level of untouchable but i put Rui slightly below them um just because of those things because of his contract and then him missing half the season last year um you can control denny and Corey a little bit longer but generally speaking i don't think either of them should be untouchable in any sort of deal Uh, but i could see a situation where any of the three of them have a serious role and they impact the game tremendously. But until I see one of them put it all together for a consistent amount of time, I just can't put any stock into, into either one of them per se. So I like all three of them that they all seem very nice um, that they all seem like sweethearts, but um, (laughs) when it comes down, it comes down to wins and losses and results for me at this point. And they haven't been there over a consistent amount of time for me. So I can't put much stock into any of them. Right. They all seem very nice, but do they have that dog in them? You know, as 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 NBA Twitter says. But um, yeah, as as far as the untouchable aspect, like like you said, I don't I don't see any of the three as untouchable. Like say, if they really do want Donovan Mitchell, any any guys on the table. Um, same thing with the Kevin Durant thing. I think any any guys on the table, in my opinion. Um, if any if any legitimate all stars available, then yeah, I'm, I'm I would I would definitely use any of them. 
in a, in a trade, to be honest. I don't think any of them are untouchable. Um, they haven't proven that so far. I think they've all been good, but they all, you know, none of, none of them have shown all-star potential as of yet. Um, maybe maybe legit starter potential um, so far. So, um, but yeah, as far as Rui, I, I do think he's the most polished guy. I think he's accomplished mm-hmm. more out of all three. You know, he's actually contributed in a, in a playoff win against the Sixers 20 and 13. Did make an all-rookie team as well. Um 13 points a game. Corey, Corey hasn't done that. I know you don't want to just measure stuff by points a game, but he's just more polished. He's, he's the strong, he's the best finisher out of the three. He's the best. He's the more offensively skilled all around out of the three. So he's, he's done more, you know, double doubles and whatnot, other things he's done more um, throughout his career. Um, so who, who would I keep? Did you say who, who you would keep out of the three? Oh, if I only had to pick one. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Are we factoring in contract or just like the the player? You can, I mean, you, yeah, you can do either one. You can do okay, either one. okay. If we're factoring in the contract, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Give me Corey. If we're not, then I would take Rui. Mm -hmm. And then I I do like what you said about the missing 40 games. And I know we definitely want to respect mental health or personal reasons or whatever Rui went through, but... I mean, it, it, it is, you know, it's, it's a contract year for Rui, and that did impact him. You know, missing 40 games, like I said earlier, you know, it messed, it messed up the rotation for him. You know, I let a guy like a Kyle Kuzma start where, hey, you know, I think if Rui was there day one from the 2022 season, I think Rui would have been the starter instead of Kyle Kuzma. I could be wrong, but now we see that, you know, Kyle, I, I would never, I wouldn't start Rui over Kyle Kuzma right now. And I, I would love for that to happen because, you know, we drafted the guy. He's a lottery pick. That's, that's the main goal is for your, the guys that you draft to start over guys that you bring in for the most part. But Kyle Kuzma that year that he just had, I mean, he rebounded better than Rui. He passed the ball better than Rui and he, and he scored better than Rui this past year. So um, in the first podcast, yeah, Kyle Kuzma is better than Evan Fournier. So I, I shouldn't even really think about that at all. Yeah. Um, but this is what Zach Lowe wrote about these guys too. I'm not sure if you saw what Zach Lowe had to say about the three guys. Mm-hmm. So Zach Lowe said, Denny Avdia, he has a good feel for the game, and he's a good rebounder for a small forward, but 16% usage rate probably profiles as a good role player. Um, I, I'll get your thoughts on that first quote about Denny where he says, you know, and what do you, what would you say Denny's ceiling is? Um, and where, where, where is his floor? How do you feel? Where would you measure Denny so far after the two seasons? What, what are your thoughts on that quote from Zach Lowe? I think his ceiling is like, a decent starter at this point. Like I think that's just kind of what you're hoping for when you factor mm-hmm. in again usage and um his skill set, what he possesses now. I think he could be a really decent starter. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, really good role player. I think that's a perfect way to describe him and what I think that we're kind of hoping for at this point. Now, do, does that match what you were hoping to get when you drafted him in nine overall? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on who he asked. For me, no. I mean I I was hoping for a little bit of a better player. I mean, I was a, I was a Denny stand before the draft, and I was so depressed because I thought the Bulls were going to take him at four. And when he was there at nine, I remember the Knicks were on the board, and I said, okay, we're either going to come out of this either getting 
Obi Toppin, who at the time, and shoot me, I if the Wizards had the number one pick at one point, I was like, okay, I would take Obi Toppin pretty easily. Um, but I said to myself, okay, we're either going to come away with um, Obi or Denny. So I would be happy with either. And then the Knicks took Obi Toppin. So I'm like, yes. Like, I, I didn't think that that was going to happen for us. So believe me when I say there's a lot of people that want Denny to succeed and I am one of them. And I want him to, to be an all-star, to be the superstar player. I'd love that for all of our guys. Realistically, right now, I just don't see how that happens. And I think the way that Zach Lowe described him is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. As a, as a good role player, and not as a, not as a legitimate st- uh, star, but he could be a legitimate starter in the league. So I, I feel similar. I mean, I just think there are some glaring improvement areas for him to become – you know, a legitimate, you know, more than just a uh, legitimate rotational player or a specialist or, you know, as a, you know, come in as a, a three and D guy. Um, you you got to be, you got to finish better at the rim. You know, I think he showed some flashes of that in the Auburn game. Uh, like we said earlier, you don't want to take too much stock in it, but it, it was, it was encouraging to see him just dunk the ball rather than just laying it up too many missed layups for me right now, but I love his defensive prowess. I love the defensive versatility where, you know, throws up the X and whatnot. I just want to see him be more aggressive offensively. Got to improve on the three. Um, and can they use him as a secondary ball handler? Um, do you have him in your starting lineup? If, if you had to make the lineup and then also Wes Ensel Jr. thinking through his lens and glasses, who do you have Denny in the starting lineup this year? No, I have Will Barton starting. Will Barton, okay. Is that through – is that – your process of what you think what Sunset Jr. is going to do or, or through your, through your opinion? Both. Both. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with that with what Sunset Jr. I think he's going to start both Nuggets guys. Of course, you know, obviously they, they brought them here for a reason. They're not bringing these guys in here to come off the bench um, for sure. I mean, I think, and you know, you don't want to take too much stock in starting because it's more about who finishes the game. There's going to be some games where Denny may finish the game because, mm-hmm. you know, he's having a good defensive game. He's shooting the ball well. So, but we'll see. I, I think I got I honestly I would start Will too. And uh I think Denny, I think Denny would be go, good off the bench, you know, as a second. I think he would have more opportunities to handle the ball with the bench unit too. So but transitioning to Rui, this is what Zach Lowe also said about Rui. He said he's 45% from the three, but he's a terrible passer, terrible rebounder, terrible defender, takes too many long twos. I think he's gonna become an okay to good player. Nobody w- knows what to make of him. So what's your thoughts on Rui's ceiling and his floor? And then what's your What's your thoughts on what Zach Lowe had to say about Rui? That's I'm kind of 50-50 with that because if he's going to be used how he is now, I totally understand that. But I really wish that people would focus more on the first two years that we saw Rui, which I think is a more accurate representation of what you can see from him when he has the ball in his hands on a more consistent basis because the, the guy's got skill. I mean, he can beat you off the bounce with the one to two dribble pull-ups. And all we were saying was, wait till he adds the three ball, wait till he can shoot threes. And now he can. So I think that there's a situation for him where if he can have the ball more and be a third option in an offense, I think he'd be one dangerous dude. But the question is, is there going to be a place where he can do that now? And I'm not so sure where that's going to happen. You know, could they send him to Charlotte and he could do that with the Hornets because the Hornets don't have a four right now. Is he better than PJ Washington? Based on raw skill, yes, I would take him over P.J. Washington. Um, who else doesn't have a four? Miami right now doesn't have a four. Could I see him getting buckets on the heat? Yeah, absolutely. So um, with how he's being used now on the Wizards, he won't do that here, I don't think. But 
if there's a situation that can be carved out for him where he can have a larger role on a different team, I could see him being a, a like an 18, 17, maybe 19, close to 20 point per game score. And that's honestly how I feel about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was surprised how he played defensively. I, I was a little he just looked like he just looked a step slow defensively. Offensively, he still looked pretty good. I mean, like like you said as well, he's he's very skilled. I think he's the most skilled out of the young guys uh, right now. I mean, adding the three point shot, even though he didn't it wasn't a high volume of threes, the shot looked good. It was knocking it down. He still has the post up game, the mid range game. Um, he's the best athlete out of the three. You know, the dunks on Anthony Davis. Tobias Harris was yelling in people's face. You know, I just want to see more of that. I want to see him get more mean. Um, as far as West Elmsville Jr., how is he going to utilize him? How is he going to use him? I think he's another guy. Do you see Rui starting at all this year? No. So, yeah, I, I have him coming off the bench as well. Um, so, it, it's unfortunate because I, I really do think if he played from from day one, you know, I think he, he would be starting as of right now. But uh, last guy, Corey Kispert, what's your what's your thoughts on his uh, ceiling and floor going forward? Yeah, ceiling, I think um, I think he could be one of those starters where, like, if you're looking for a shooter like a, a Joe Harris or a J.J. Redick, I feel like he could be that kind of starter. Um, but I think he's a really good role player. Uh, obviously, defense, we'll see what happens with him. Offensively, I love his in-between game and um, his ability to finish, actually, I was really, really surprised with. Mm-hmm. And that was something that people had said in the draft process, too. Like, he'll he'll dunk on you if, mm-hmm. if you're not careful. And we saw that a couple times. And he's really good finishing around the rim again. His in-between game in the mid-range. Now, if you're hoping you can get that three-point shot up to uh, 38, 39, maybe 40%, you can have like uh, a 40, 50, 90 type year. I mean, those are valuable guys to have on your team. So, um I think he'll be a, a very good role player for sure. Ceiling, you know, again, like one of those, I call them utility starters that, you know, maybe talent wise, they're not starter level, but you can put them there if what they do specifically fills a void for you. Definitely. He yeah, he has some Billy Hoyle in him. He's, he finishes above the rim. Uh, blocked a couple shots last year too. Um, and he's really good with moving without the basketball. He's a really good cutter. So if, even if he's not knocking down the three, he, he's, there's other things that he's able to to do for sure. And I do think he's going to shoot the ball better. So, um, but yeah, my, my answer to the, to the mailbag question out of the three, I, for right now is Rui because he, he's just shown more. And I think he's able to contribute more. Um, he's just more polished and he's, just, you know, he's just able to get in there and contribute. I'm not saying that Denny's not, or Corey's not, but I think you just know consistently what you're getting. Denny has some nights where he has been off or like you said, he's put his head down where he's been in a slump. Um, and he's going like over from the three point line. Um, and then Corey, you know, he's, he's a knockdown shooter. He's a little streaky so far. Um, but last one is Johnny Davis. And then we'll wrap up. Oh, just kind of our, our thoughts on him for where he projects. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest, man. Um, this is going to be a really boring answer, but I'm just not (laughs) sure. Um, I thought we were going to see a little bit more from him in the summer league and we just didn't. And, I was already already a little bit concerned at the time when we drafted him based on stuff I had read, um, based on talking with some other Wizards fans who were very plugged in on the draft. A lot of people just weren't very high on him. Mm-hmm. And so um, especially after seeing what we all saw in Summer League, it, it leaves you with the worst taste in your mouth than you had before. And it kind of leaves you questioning Tommy's uh, draft process a little bit. But um, I'm still hoping that he can get to a, a really solid role player at this point. 
Um, ideally, he'd based on where you drafted him, he'd be a starter. But I think that he's got a long way to go before that happens. So right now, you're just hoping he can get into a game and and contribute. Definitely, yeah. I see long term. I could see I could see Josh Hart for sure. You know, I think Josh Hart's a, a darn good player. Solid, but he's he's more of a three and D role, but not a star by any means. But he can come in and drop some buckets, and he can really defend. Yeah. Athletic defender, a, a grit, grit grind, a grit and grind guy. So that's what I see right now. But like you said, you know who knows? He hasn't even put on a on an NBA jersey yet. So, but uh, Brendan, I just want to thank you for coming on. Is there anything that you have to plug for the uh, Wizards of Gallery Place podcast? No, nah, man. Just uh, if you guys already subscribed or haven't checked us out before, make sure you do. We're probably not going to upload for a while just because we're in the the dog days of the NBA offseason right now. But once preseason starts. Uh, kicking off we get into training camp then we'll start recording again on a regular basis so just make sure you guys are looking out for that and um also there are some episodes you guys can go back and listen to as well um the, the, a lot of content that we've talked about over the past couple months or so that i'm sure you guys would want to listen to yeah i just want to thank you guys for making locked on wizards your first listen every day now check out the locked on nba podcast make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell on youtube and subscribe to the wizards of gallery place podcast as well hell to the wizards peace Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.